0: Welcome to One Thing About Money, the podcast where I ask a range of guests from different walks of life for their one thing that they think everyone should know about money, finance or the economy. This is the first episode of the first series, so thanks for being an early adopter. My name is Leila Johnston, I live in Scotland and I write about technology and business for a living. And the music on this podcast is called Just a Waltz and is by Alina Smirnova. In this episode, I talked to Madeleine Kemner, a Dutch economist who's based in Edinburgh, and I met Madeleine through the financial history library that we have here called the Library of Mistakes. It's an incredible place, which I recommend checking out online, and we'll definitely come back to that in future episodes. Madeleine and I are both volunteers at the library, and as you'll see, she is the most delightful person, just really interesting knowledgeable and engaging and her one thing that she thinks everyone should understand about money is the value of compounding thanks for listening i
1: became interested in investing at a very early age because i had a grandmother who was investing and she was in the habit of taking each grandchild one year one of them to um, a shareholders meeting a company that she invested in and so that's that's how I got familiar with the concept and I thought it was really good fun so I studied economics and then went to work as a fund manager for uh, 15 years I was also an analyst and I worked on what we call the sales site in London as a stockbroker. So I've seen most sides of the business, and I currently work as uh, an economist for a Dutch investment fund called Hofboss.
0: That's fascinating then that it was your grandma who got you into it because she's really into investing. Is that I mean, I don't want to sort of make any kind of national stereotypes really but is there something about your nationality that inclines you to this way of thinking about money or is it are you an anomaly are you unusual
1: that's an interesting question um i never thought about it that way but uh the first stock exchange in the world was in the netherlands in 1602 and so um, I would say that the Dutch are a pretty frugal and money-saving <laughs> type of, of people. So perhaps there is some truth in that. I never realized it.
0: So I suppose the big thing with investment is that you really have to be able to think about time and um, understand that, you know, things change over time. And like sometimes delayed gratification is Well, usually it's better than just taking what you've got on the day. Yes, actually, um, the the thing I'd really like to talk about today is called compounding.
1: But before we can talk about that, we indeed have to talk about the time value of money. And that's basically the concept that money today is worth more than money tomorrow or next year. And Edward Chancellor, in his seminal book, The Price of Time, Calls it the reward for abstinence.
0: Mm.
1: And he gives a very interesting example of um, a psychologist in the 60s, Walter Mitchell at Stanford University. And he did the famous marshmallow test. So he had 600 children and he offered them each a marshmallow. But if they would wait 15 minutes, they would get two marshmallows. Mm -hmm. And About a third of the children opted to wait and have two marshmallows, but (laughs) three-quarters of them just couldn't do that. (laughs) And I guess that concept is familiar to us as well. If you can get money today and go on this great holiday this summer, you'd much rather do it than go next year. Mm. So you need to be rewarded for waiting. And that's what the time value of money is all about. And that's why we get interest on our bank accounts normally, So compounding, then, is the concept of um, reinvesting um, money, whether it's from uh, capital gains or uh, interest or dividends, and generating additional returns on the returns that we have reinvested. And if you're young, the time value of money, in the sense that you have a lot of time, Is going to work for you, so that's why I thought that um, compounding is the first thing you need to think about if you start thinking about investing.
0: Yes, definitely. Did Did you have this kind of financial education formally as a child, where you learned about compounding and things? Because I mean, it's certainly it's a regular complaint in this country is that we don't get taught that that kind of thing at school um, at all. So most people get to you almost old to benefit from it by the time you start thinking about it i mean you're never too old to benefit from it i suppose there'll always be some benefit but um was it something that you knew about from an early age
1: um not really i didn't realize this although i was familiar with investing and i agree with you and it's the same in the netherlands people do get economics lessons but this is not part of the curriculum and i think it should be in every country um it, it raises people who are financially knowledgeable and can hopefully take responsibility for their own financial uh, affairs and I would wish that for everybody.
0: Totally and actually I think a lot of people and um, people uh, I mean I know you've been involved in the world of kind of arts and culture as well looking at your um, LinkedIn page and your website and things um, but I think a lot of people from that world and just kind of people in general sort of think that Thinking about money is a bit like thinking about numbers and maths and stuff that they feel like they can't do. It's for other people. It's not interesting. Um, whereas actually, you mentioned Edward Chancellor's book, *The Price of Time*, and I think that's such a brilliant example of a book that's kind of a completely fresh take on thinking about money. It's kind of thinking about it historically, but thinking about it philosophically and thinking about it as a relationship with time and all those things that people can actually understand you know it's not just some numbers on a spreadsheet doing complicated calculations it's really getting your head around the cultural meaning of it um I think everybody's got a way in Uh, and that's what I would always recommend that book to people because it's so just so original so new and interesting for me I, I was really blown away by it yeah there's always a way in that's not necessarily the the maths route I think
1: no, that that's absolutely true. And you don't need to be a rocket scientist or a mathematical wizard to to invest. Uh, I would say discipline is much more important. Right. And discipline doesn't need to be about huge sums, but it's probably much better uh, not to wait and see what you have left at the end of the month or the end of the year. But maybe just to say, I will start with ten pounds every month if you can manage that, mm. and start putting it in a bank account if you don't want to start investing in stocks or bonds straight away. And interest rates are rising at the moment. So chances are, especially if you're willing to put it on a deposit where you can't access it immediately. But even if you, if you want access to it uh, in, in case you need it, you will get some interest and um, you will start earning interest on the interest you've gained this month and you will start gaining interest on the, the interest you've earned in the previous two months. So actually, um, you don't have to calculate, you just have to be disciplined and, and stick with it.
0: Yeah, really interesting. And as you say, I mean, Marin Somerset-Webb, who's the former editor of Money Week and now at Bloomberg, um, she's been talking recently about how, however bad things seem in the economy at the moment, we're, we're looking at it from a kind of older adults perspective and actually if you're a really young person coming into the world of money now you can get bargains on the stock market your house price is going to be much more reasonable when you come to buy a house like there's a there's a silver lining to all this which is that you know maybe things are going to get more affordable um, and better value and it's a good time to get into investing.
1: No absolutely actually um, Albert Einstein reportedly calls compounding what i was just mentioning the eighth wonder of the world and he said he who understands it gains from it and he who doesn't pays for it and it just means that if you start early uh, you may not need such a big sum Uh, you can actually uh, let the money work for you and in fact um, the time value of money the clue is in the name this is something that famous rich people like Jeff Bezos or Bill Gates or Richard Branson don't have they're old but if Mm -hmm. you're young (laughs) time is on your side and you can let the money work for you and that's something older people cannot do
0: it's funny isn't there's definitely an instinct to get things when you think they're valuable and actually you should really be thinking in the opposite way a lot of the time sort of thinking about like um, things like cryptocurrencies like they they start to do well when they're already worth too much people are looking at it going oh i should get in on that that's so expensive it must be valuable Uh, and it's quite a bit of mental reprogramming to think i'll start you know i'll start in a small way i'll start getting into things that aren't worth very much and some of them will eventually be worth more
1: yes yes indeed yes just to illustrate how uh, investing or saving can work for you. Well, let's take 10,000, and it's invested in the stock market. Now, based on past performance, and I underlined that this is past performance, in no way can you necessarily expect that it will be the same in the future. But let's take 10%, because that's an easy uh, calculation. So if you take 10%, uh, that 10,000 after uh, one year, obviously will be 11,000 in your uh, savings after 2 years because you earn a return on the additional 1,000 as well it will be 12,100 and if you continue it will be 16,105 after 5 years mm. so that's if you haven't invested a penny extra after the initial investment of 10,000. That just shows you the power of compounding. But it can also work against you. If you borrow money and you don't pay your interest, but you capitalize it, you will have to pay interest on interest. Mm. So if you are ever in a position where you need to take out a loan, do pay your interest, because otherwise it will... uh, it it will rise exponentially it's no longer linear it's actually an exponential
0: function wow yeah so what when would you recommend people start like is there an optimum age you think for getting involved in this as young as possible yeah Yeah.
1: (laughs) so if you have children and if you can you know if you can only start saving just a few pounds a year it's worth it because you will get this interest on interest. Mm. And um, I would definitely say that uh, if you can take the risk to invest in stocks, that's probably a good idea if you're young because uh, over time the stock market will do well. There may be long periods where it doesn't and you never know exactly when that's going to be. But if you are very young and you're investing for something uh, that is still far away you can take that risk Mm -hmm. once you get older and you get very close to uh, the event that you need money for whether it's retirement or buying a house I would not invest investing in the stock market or at least diminish your holdings in stocks significantly and opt for savings
0: yeah right okay yeah yeah, because it's really a long-term game, this, isn't it? You have to be in for, what would you say, um, five or ten years even probably before you want to take the money out. I mean, it feels yes, like we've had absolutely. very – I mean, the, the sort of five-year period we're in at the moment, I guess starting now or starting, say, three years ago, does feel quite volatile. Um but I don't know if some, some five-year chunks are going to be worse than others, aren't they? Sometimes it'll, it'll feel good after five years and sometimes you might want to go, I'll wait another five before I take my money out, I suppose. Yeah, so what, what you could do if,
1: if you find it difficult, and I guess we all do, to uh, have a, a, a good you know, idea about when that positive period is going to, to start, Invest regularly. So invest something every month and you may buy uh, at the top sometimes, but you may also get the, and the the deepest parts of the market.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that's a really good point. How would you recommend young people sort of enter the world of investing? Do you think it's better to get your children an ISA or um, would you try and actually experiment actively with Giving them Well, maybe giving them some freedom to choose some stocks based on learning a little bit about the market, um, because it feels quite risky. But then if you're only doing a small amount of investing, it might be quite interesting to have a look at the list and go, well, I think uh, I think Tesla's going up. <laughs> You might might believe that. (laughs) Um, Young people might believe that if they think Elon Musk is cool. I mean, maybe this is a question not just for young people, but for anyone investing. How much information is it important to have? Yes, now I I would definitely say it's very important to
1: know as much as you can before you Mm -hmm. start investing. And it's probably a good idea to start investing on paper. Just, you know, do a trial run for a year or so um i did that myself with uh, with some friends actually in my teens and um i i would definitely recommend to be very careful before you enter the markets um whether you should do so eventually via an isa or in another way to be honest i'm no expert in that so i would would like to refer you to someone who knows better sure. i would definitely say that um try before you buy literally uh you know do it on paper first yeah it's, it's a fun game to do with some friends actually and um then be you know be uh sure that you know everything there is to know read as much as you can listen ask other people um and look around you i mean If you are young and you see that a certain brand of fashion is everywhere, see who owns it. Maybe it's listed and see why it's so popular. Uh, Is it something that can easily be copied by competitors? Then maybe it's not such a good investment because next year everybody will have this in shops. But if there is something that is very uh, proprietary, then you may be onto something.
0: Love that. Yes, almost like, um, did you know about fantasy football? That was a big thing in the UK a few years ago. You'd play, um, and Championship Manager, where you get to pretend to be a football manager. I mean, there should be, maybe there are these stock market video games that kids could get into. I haven't seen any, but that'd be great. So you can sort of. I'm not familiar with them, but maybe, you know, maybe we should invent one. (laughs) I think we should. That's a great idea. It would be so good yeah making it kind of because it is it is a bit like a competition it is there are very there are lots of game-like aspects to it aren't there so it sort of um... yes
1: and and you can you know you can elaborate as much as you want you can say well we're only going to do it and we we compare returns online or on paper but you can also say we get together once a month and we have a few beers and you know we uh, we make an evening of it and discuss the investments I really like dividend-paying stocks, and um, the reason is not only that you get something ideally that you can reinvest in the stock, so there are these um, mechanisms called DRIPS, dividend reinvestment programs, and so you can reinvest your dividends automatically in new shares, but it it also tells you a little bit about the company because, um, of course, financial accounts are regulated there are accountants that need to sign off on the numbers but there are a lot of ways companies can tweak uh, earnings and balance sheets a little bit it's not fraudulent but they can give different impressions of the truth but cash hard cash You cannot manipulate that, especially not over a longer term. And that's why I like high dividend paying stocks or at least dividend paying stocks. Uh, I watch the track record. Ideally, I like stocks that have never lowered their dividends and preferably increase it slowly over time. Uh, I would definitely look for a consistent dividend policy.
0: That's really interesting, thank you. And have you have you got any example I mean, you don't again you don't have to share, but are there any maybe any kinds of businesses that would do this more than others or any any businesses that definitely wouldn't do it?
1: Well, you won't find it so much in uh, tech or mm. biotech, the reason being that a lot of these companies are still investing a lot and um, sometimes are not even making a profit yet. Mm. So you would find it usually more in traditional companies, in food and beverage, um, pharma, yeah. but also in um, real estate Right. So it's it's actually it's interesting if you look into it you will you will find a lot of interesting dividend stocks here in the UK. If you're young and you get this dividend very early on then you can keep on reinvesting it. And actually um, I've got a colleague who's written a book about investing for young people originally for his children and his grandchildren and and it's been translated into english and it's called your age of gold mine and he says you're sitting on a gold mine all you have to do is be very patient if you own dividend paying stocks and you reinvest the dividend and you just wait you do nothing well make sure that the company continues to do well and it doesn't do any strange things but don't touch it
0: don't panic time is on
1: your side you're sitting on a gold mine
0: Yes, it's brilliant. You sent me um, a picture or a link, I think, to that, and it looks really good. Right, sorry to interrupt. This is Layla from the future. If you would like a copy of this excellent sounding book that Madeline's contact is very kindly offering to give away to us, we have three copies, and I will send one to the first three people to get in touch via my Instagram. It is Who's the Suit? W-H-O-S-T-H-E-S-U-I-T. Just go to Who's The Suit, message me on there, and I'll send a copy to the first three people who get in touch.
1: If we talk about uh, investing, uh, one of the most famous and successful investors in the world is Warren Buffett in Mm. the United States. And he actually says that... um, There are three things that uh, are the keys to his success. One is that he lived in America, a very affluent country, of course. He has lucky genes and compounding, compounding, compounding.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Love that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was just thinking, actually, one of the other things that is sort of obvious to say, but with people who are learning about money of any age, but I suppose especially young people, is to really... um, Take an interest in the world because it's not just learning about money and how and the sort of technicalities of um, how the finance industry works and things. It's the fact that all the industries are going to affect your money and um, everything kind of is connected and everything affects everything else. So, if you can learn about what's going on in politics in another country or what's you know everyone's been surprised by this um, problems we're having because of the gas pipe from Russia and things like that. But if if more people knew that then we'd be more prepared and would have and hopefully growing up we'll have a a workforce of younger people who are taking an interest in this stuff and are more educated than than you know adults are now. But um Yes, yeah. absolutely. I agree. It's it must be so important for you to be really aware of what's happening in in other countries around the world with their industries and things like that. Definitely, yes. So tell me, what brought about this interest in you? How did you get interested? I Well, I think I would have been more interested, but I sort of suppressed it because I was kind of, um, I, I ended up being in the arts and culture world um, because I'm interested in that as well, I suppose. And that world is so anti anything to do with money and industry and business um, that I sort of resisted, my natural interest and then I realized I had some savings and I bought a property um up here in Scotland to rent out um as a holiday let and um just the process of thinking about buying another property and running a business in another country because I was living in England at the time just really um I think just allowed me to <laughs> to sort of could be myself finally I suppose um, and that was probably about three years ago now and um since then it's really taken off and as you know we we both connected because we're interested in the the library of mistakes which is the finance history in edinburgh that's absolutely brilliant and the nice thing about that place is that it is kind of run by volunteers so everyone you meet around that around that place is really enthusiastic about financial education and just really interesting people that's yes no find. absolutely
1: uh, that's great to hear um, what I would say to people in the art sector, because indeed, like you mentioned, I'm also uh, active in the art sector, and mm-hmm. I I love the, the 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 atmosphere there, and I can understand what people are saying, but um, my advice would be: don't see it as greed or as something that you know you you are actually. Um, Taking part in the world of high, fi- high finance. Um, I would say see it as a way to financial independence and to mm. take care of yourself and not be dependent on other people. If you start now when you're young, uh, you don't need to do anything special. You just need to be disciplined. And it's nothing to be ashamed of. It's just taking matters into your own hands as much as you can.
0: Yeah, brilliant. I love that message of just. It, it will give you independence, you know, you won't have to, you'll feel better about yourself because you won't have to rely on other people. Um, and also you can do more for other people. The more resources you have yourself, the more you can give. So if you're thinking, oh, I shouldn't be a greedy, um, acquisitive person who's obsessed with money. It's like, well, the more you have, the more you can give away. So I, I just think it's like, Absolutely. you know, it's, it's, and it's interesting and it's a new, a whole new part of the world to learn about.
1: Yes, but also in the arts, um, as we both know, things are usually uh, not very stable, sometimes you are without work for a while, so you need to create something for yourself to fall back on, it's as simple as that.